Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew Johnson. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. People seem to enjoy last week's segment in regards to debating Penrith and uh, the Roosters back-to-back. So we thought we'd bring that little segment back. This week, it is the 2010 Dragons Premiership winning side versus the 2016 Sharks Premiership winning side. I thought this was a good match because there's been enough time now. They've all established their careers. But it's also like two teams that... they're. They weren't powerhouses at the time. Like, obviously, the Dragons were to a degree with Wayne there. But it's not like... When you look at the dominance over the last 10 years or so, it's, you know, Storm, Roosters, and pretty much Penrith. Like, that's that's really... Whereas these are two sides where I think it's actually going to be quite a, an even exchange of who we'd have until certain... Anyway, so... The Cronulla Sharks side, 2016. Ben Barber at fullback. Fecky on the wing. Bird in the centres. Latelli centres. Valentine Holmes on the wing. Jimmy Maloney at six... Townsend, seven. Fafita, eight. Michael Ennis, nine. Matty Pryor, prop. Then we've got Luke Lewis, Wade Graham in the back row. Paul Gallen at lock. Uh, then you've got Bill on the bench. He- uh, Heinington, Tungatizi, uh, Bakuya, Coach Shane Flanagan. Then for the Dragons, we have Darius Boyd at fullback. Brett Morris, Mark Gaznia, Matt Cooper, Nightingale. Sowie, Sowood. Ben Hornby, Neville Costigan at 8, Dean Young at 9, Michael Wayman at 10, Bo Scott at 11, Ben Cray at 12, Jeremy Smith at 13, Fiend, Merrin, Pryor, and Sappy make up the bench with Bennett as the coach. Boys, I'll go to you first, Timmy. Oh. If these two play each other, who wins the grand final? Ah. <sighs> Tough, tough time each week since we brought these in. I know it's only been two weeks, but it's been tough. <laughs> been rolling um, around in bed thinking about it every night. Mate, uh, I, I lean towards the Dragons of 2010. Uh, and as I said, they're two quite similar sides, so I think a lot of their, their dominance came off the back of their defence, like most premiership-winning teams are. But 
I think you would argue their their attacks both solid enough without being too flamboyant, without being you know mesmerising like some of the other grand final winning teams we've seen in the past. We look at the Dragons and they conceded 299 points in 2010. The next best defence to that was the oh, dear Lord, the Warriors, 486. Warriors, the second best. But yeah. So there's a 187-point difference between the Dragons and second, the second-best defensive wow. team in the comp. The Sharkies were good. They conceded 404 points. That same year, the Storm were 302. Um, and they were the third-best defensive team in the competition. Um, so similar enough in the way they played their footy and what they, they had the back of their success off. And you go through some of the names in that Dragons outfit, it is just an absolute rock-solid defensive outfit, isn't it? Some of the best defensive... You start at, I mean, the centres, Gadding and Cooper, you could argue the two best defensive centres the NRL's seen, you know, pretty close to it. Yeah, for sure. Um, Darius, one of the best organising fullbacks in the game. Neville Costigan, the enforcer. Mickey Wayman, the big boy out front. Ben Cray, Bo Scott, two of the best defenders in the game. Jeremy Smith, like... You look at all those plays and you don't go, oh, remember that try score or the point two that you go, all just like ruthless dog defenders. Um, now, it could go for days and we probably will, to be fair, but I think the Dragons win off the back of their defence in this game. Good. I think that Dragons team, I think they are the most consistent team we've ever seen. Even more than Penrith? Oh, I, I reckon in that one season in 2010, you could write a script for every single Game, you knew what was going to happen. They were just going to get in the grind. Every t- they would earn a penalty. Sowie would kick three penalty goals mm. before they kick a goal. If they finished a set in their own half, Sowie would kick it dead. They'd get ready on their twenty meter line, and it was rinse and repeat. You went through that whole side, and like you've got guys like Brett Morris, Gaznia, Cooper, who, you know, unbelievably consistent guys, but. And, and it's, pr- it's probably unfair of Brett Morris. When you think Brett Morris, you don't think about the huge highlights. You mm. just think about how consistent he like was. He has them for career. sure. Like mm. yeah, he, has he has them. Yeah, but, but you, you don't, if, if you think Brett Morris and GI, you think yeah. of very different things yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. Um, you get to the halves. Like Hornby, I'm not even sure if he was a halfback. He was mm. just a good footballer. Mm. He was a good footballer. He was a fullback initially, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he was. Got moved yeah, into yeah, seven. Yeah. And he was just a utility that could play anywhere, you know, played halfback. Jamie Soward. <laughs> I still think he's one of the most underrated guys to play. His kicking game was unbelievable. Mm. He, he, I, I think he's got the, the, the best, the most well-rounded kicking game. Mm. Short kicks, long kicks, and they essentially won this premiership off Sowett's boot. <coughs> would, would you say, Guru, that it might have been a little bit off, so that the rule that was introduced in 2014 for the dead ball line where the seven tackle set. Yep, the Jamie Sowett rule. Yeah, the Jamie Sowett rule. That's yeah. what I was going to say. So that was obviously 2010, so a few years after, but it was off the back of what you just said. Yeah, so it was off the back of they'd play Slater, yeah. they'd play Hayne, they go, we can't deal with you. Yeah, Wayne, back. When, even when Wayne's right. the Broncos, he would just go, when we, if we had Slater, just kick it dead. Yeah. It, it was yeah. awful, but it was so <laughs> effective. Mm. And it's easy to say it, it's nothing to do it. And Saud had that enormous boot. Mm. And that's how they did it. Like not a, he could, you know, clear the fullback's head by twenty meters from his own thirty meter line. It was yeah. unbelievable. So, you know, we, we talk about game changing players. Now, James Hill's not going to go down as an NRL great as such, but his boot essentially changed a law in NRL, which has changed the game forever. Yeah, it, it's it's true. Like he he definitely doesn't get the raps he deserves, especially for the role he played in that side. Um, the other one doesn't get the raps in this team is Darius Boyd when he was at the Dragons. Mm. He was incredible. That was his life. best footy. That was um, – he was 
a three on two, he didn't get it wrong for two years. Mm. <laughs> it was unbelievable. He just executed it perfectly every single time, Darius Boyd. Obviously got the Clive Churchill in that game. Um, I, I, I honestly don't think there's too many teams that would be able to beat this Dragon side in 2010. In that rule on set. On that day. On the rule set. On those rule yeah. sets with uh, Wayne Bennett as coach. Yeah, yeah it'd be tough. Um, look, I, I reckon Dragons get the job done. But, I mean, this Sharky side, especially the forward pack like... Luke Lewis, Wade Graham, Paul Gallen for feeder. Fuck. Kurt Cable couldn't get a start. I know he's younger, but still. Still. Um, yeah, I think, I think the Dragons just get the job done. Now, I think it's a very different conversation, though, if you have that seven-tackle set mm. rule in because it would change the game plan yeah. of the Dragons quite substantially. What do you got there, Manny? No, I'm just going to say I'm going against Oya. I'm going Sharky's 2016. Just off the back of their four-pack, I think – Fafita was the best prop in the world at the time and was literally untouchable. Matt Pryor had his, like, best yeah, year. incredible year. And then on the edges, he got Lewis and Graham and then he got Gow. I think the backs, St. George, pretty much obliterate him. But then you look at the spines, there's going to be, when we go position by position, there's going to be two very, very contentious calls over probably fullback in 5'8". But you look at Sharky's, Barber was absolutely killing it. You got Maloney, but I think the big one is Mick Ennis at hooker. It was possibly his best year in his last year in his career. I think he set up about 20, 25 tries. It's tough, but just off the back of those forwards, I'm I'm going Sharks. Mm. I think it's also interesting when you have a look at that Shark side. Like when I look at that Dragon side, the most consistent. They played a little bit of a boring brand. If there's one guy I think could be their um, kryptonite, it's probably the five eight for Cronulla, James Maloney. Just the way that he played. And even for Fida, the way he Fida. would bust yeah. teams apart with his crazy ball running. Yeah. Did, did you ever play with uh, Neville Costigan? He was at the club when I was at the club, so I played like Rezies with him. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's a maniac. Um, yeah, so look, it's, it, this is a tough one to say because that rule, that one rule could change everything. A lot. It would be a super close grand final though. But let's go into the, the top 17 then. Top 17. Fullback. Ben Barber or Darius Boyd? I am going to go Darius Boyd, but on his day, his best day, I would choose Ben Barber. But because of the consistency of his career and the likelihood of Darius playing really well, I'm going to go Darius. So, so, so Ed, to, to clarify some rules early, <laughs> uh, are, we take, are we basing them on this season alone, surely? So Darius is 2010 v Ben Barber's 2016. Is that how we're doing um, it? Well, no, because then there might be some unfair, you know, like, did Cooper have the biggest year? Matt Cooper, but we're going to select him, and yet Jack Bird was, like, fucking amazing that year. So I just think the general gist is, is like, their careers, essentially. Can I, can I get Ben Barber in, was it 09? Did he went, no, no, 12, no, you can't, you can't pick another year specifically. Well, that's, that's, where, that's where you're working out, uh, isn't it? That, to... That's what I said. Specifically, Ben Barber at his, at his peak, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to pick him yeah, every yeah. other week. Yeah. But Darius Boyd, consistency... Like, the high level he played at, especially at, at the Dragons, I'd probably go Darius. What, what, what do you guys got? What do you got, Tim? I'm Darius. Yeah. Every day. I'd go Darius as well, obviously. As you said, Barber's got that high, those highs, but I'd go for Darius. I think Barber's 2016 season is very underrated, but I'm still going Darius because, A, you won the Clive, I'm pretty sure, yeah. and, B, like, Todd, that was the Carney Army year, 2010, but everyone forgets Darius was two points behind him on the Dallium count. He nearly won the Dallium that year as well. So, yeah, um, just because that 2010 season, yeah, for all your reasons stated, I'm going Darius. All right, now, on to the sting. Fecky 
We'll do all wingers because, like, then you can swap them in. So, you've got Fecky and Holmes, and you've got Morris and Nightingale. I will be going Brett Morris and Holmes. And Gypsy, I love Gypsy. Fuck, he Very was good. Very unlucky to miss out. Yeah. He was so wiry and, like, he'd break so many tackles. He's not even big. So good, but... I'm going Brett Morris, Valentine Holmes. Yeah, I think I'd pick BMOS in any team I could possibly pick, so he definitely gets in, and then I think you've got to take Val Holmes over the other ones. Yeah, bet BMOS by a mile, and then Val just ahead of Nightingale. I'm the same, but if you're comparing the pair of wingers, the Dragons win. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm going yeah, Morris. Yeah, that's a good point. That's I'm a good going point. Morrison. That's uh, a really good point. When you that. compare them together, yeah. Okay, so we've got Boyd, and then we've got BMOS. BMOS. And uh, Holmes. Yeah. Okay, now the centres. Again, what well, you can just do both. You've got Bird Latelli. You've got Cooper Gaznia. Cooper Gaznia. Yeah. Cooper Yeah. Cooper Gaznia. So, so far, we've only got one Sharks player. Now we go to the halves. This ooh, one's ooh, fucking ooh. so tough. So, you've got Jamie Soward and Jimmy Maloney. Oh, look. Fuck. Because, like, that season, in the impact and the way he played, he changed the game. I think I love Sow as a player, but I'm going to have to go Jimmy Maloney just because he, the amount of premierships that he brought to clubs. Even though, like, if you looked at their stats in that as a game, like, of them specifically, you'd probably find Sowie would outdo him most weeks. But it's just, like, he won three premierships at three different clubs and then got the Warriors to a grand final, Maloney. Jimmy Maloney just pips Sowie for me, unfortunately. Yeah, Jimmy is a winner. That's just what he does. So I love Sowie too. And as I said, I think he's got one of the best kicking games ever. But Jimmy, just his mindset and everything to do with his game, I'd go with Maloney. Jimmy Maloney. Jimmy. See, I got Maloney in my on the bench of my team of the decade, but I'm still going Sowie for this. Well. Purely, because, purely because I think that Sowie was the most important piece to the 2010 Premiership puzzle. And while Maloney was extremely, extremely important and achieved so much in his career, if we're comparing grand final teams, I'm just, I'm just going to see how he was so important to that team. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Now the half. This is even fucking harder. Ben Hornby, Chatty Townsend. Oh, fuck, I don't know. I'm going to go you guys first. <laughs> I'd go Hornby slightly. Yeah, I'm Ben Hornby. Ben Hornby? Yeah. It's tough, and I don't, I'm kind of just throwing a name here, but yeah, I'll probably go Hornby as well. Really? Interesting. Townsend has gone to another club, the, the Cowboys, mm. and made him a premiership threat. You know what? I changed my mind. I'm going, I'm going Townsend. Really? I, yeah. I, I forgot about that he also had that time at the, he like, it was just kind of cool how it all happened with, with Townsend. He came back, came back from to the, the Sharks, came back from the Warriors, and was really important in turning them around. And now you're right, what he's done with the Cows, yeah, like, Townsend. I guess you've got to ask yourselves, could Ben Hornby go to another club and have the impact that Townsend had? Now, that's very unfair because, like, different clubs, different teams, rah, rah. Oh. Far out. Oh, man, Ben Hornby was the beating heart of that Dragons. Yeah, he was. And he, he but was. the only problem is, is like he's a fullback most until those first two For years sure, that Wayne got but there. like, the argument is there that Wayne, like, he could have gone out and signed any halfback he wanted to come play for him in a team that was going to win a comp. He stuck with Ben Hornby. Yeah, he went. I know there were in a lot of games, played three games for the Blues, had a test for Australia, 
Chad Townsend's never even in those conversations. How dare you? He's in the conversation for me. <laughs> the great Chad Townsend. Chadwick. I'll go Ben Hornby. I'll go Ben Hornby. But I just, yeah, fuck. That's a <laughs> that tough one. That hurt you, didn't it? That hurt, man. Because it's a tough one. You just like, I don't think Townsend gets enough credit, man. I really don't. Um, okay, now, on to the big boppers. Andrew Fafita or Neville Costigan? you got to go Fafita. I, I honestly think there's an argument that, you know, as you know, a season for a front rower, that might have been the most destructive we've ever seen of a front rower. It might have been the best grand final performance by a front rower we've ever seen, like one of. I think it, I, it would be mine, yeah. Mm. Yeah, Andrew Fafita. It, like in that grand final, it was he should have been a Clive Churchill medal winner, but in strife off the field, so didn't get it. But he was just so it was unbelievable that season for a few few years there, wasn't he? So uh, sorry to Big Nev, and don't hurt me, mate. But Andrew Fafita. If we're comparing this Sharks sixteen team to any team, I feel like Fafita is going to make my front row. <laughs> so unbelievable that year. It was. Probably the best forward in the game at the time. You, you could, if you were like looking at the grand final and just the season that he had, and you were looking at any other grand final team, Fafita would could nearly make it against any team ever. That's how good he was in that. So I'm going for Fafita as well. But what we'll do is we'll do front front row pairing. So number ten, Michael Wayman, and then you've got uh, the other prop is Matty Pryor. Shout out to Matt Pryor. He played in both of these grand finals. Yes, he did. He did off the bench. Uh, here you go, Michael Wayman, Michael Wayman, Matty Pryor. Uh, I think I would go with Matt Pryor then. I think his season, as Matty said before, his season at Cronulla was unbelievable. Wayman, he was uh, a I'm real toiler, wasn't he? I'm going Wayman. Going Wayman? Yeah, I thought he was fucking so important for them. Neville was like was never even really a front rower. He was more of a back rower, like a, a lock. That's this team though. They were just a yeah. They were just a good seventeen together. Oh, I'd go with Matty Pryor though. Mm. Yeah, my allegiance lies with uh, the horse, Mickey Wayman. Yeah, the big fella. Uh, Maria Shark product, the horse. <laughs> he's, uh, he's old boy, Ak, Ak Wayman. He's, uh, that's what the, the Maria Oval is named after, the old boy. So, mate, I'm Mick Wayman. Uh, you said Benny Hornby's the heart of that side. Well, <laughs> the horse was the soul. <laughs> so I'm Mick Wayman. I was pretty certain Timmy would go Mickey Wayman for that reason. But also, <laughs> but also because I think... There may be still a bit of feelings lingering about how Matt Pryor destroyed the Raiders in that 2016 finals game Ooh. down there. And he, that was definitely his best game of the year, and he just, he just came out. Was I think Gal was Gal injured or something like that, or he went off? It was the game Townsend got hooked. Yeah. It was that game. I don't think, I don't think Gal played, to be honest. Yeah, he was um, injured or something. Something like that, and yeah. Wayne, and, and Pryor just stepped Pryor up stepped and killed. stepped up and... Just destroyed And yeah, Pryor got their player of the year, equal player of the year that year as well. Mm. Sam Gold, Matty Pryor. Yeah, Matty Pryor. Wow, split, split. First split. Um, okay. Dean Young, uh, McInnes. Dean Young in another position, like probably. Number nine, though, I'm going McInnes. Yeah, it has to be Ennis. Yeah, Ennis. Yeah, McInnes. Uh, now, the back row. Yeah, some Dragons fans blowing up on that one that we brushed it as well quickly. Because he's a like, club. The, club legend, yeah, Dean yeah. Young, yeah. That's all right, though. That's all right. You can have your opinion in the comments. Just keep it respectable. Now, the back row. Ooh, this is going to be tough. Luke Lewis, Wade Graham versus Bo Scott, Oof. Ben Cray. Good one. I know what I'm going. Oh. I'm going Luke Lewis and Benny Cray. 
I think Luke Lewis is a automatic for me. Yeah, Luke Lewis the is a guarantee. The other tough. Mate, I fuck, Bo Scott was a good footballer. I loved everything about Bo Scott. I... Way Graham though, so much upside in him. I I'd probably lean towards Bo Scott, to be honest with you. I was a huge Oh, Bo, Bo Scott, Scott okay, yeah. okay. I'm Luke Lewis and Bo Scott. Not a lot in it at all, but going through the Dragons team and... You look at, um, we often refer to blokes that you just want at your club and playing around, and one that's come to mind recently has been sort of John Bateman and what he does for the rest of that club and the bloke that it'd kill you to let him down on the field. Going through the Dragons roster, from Jeremy Smith to Bo Scott to Mick Wayman and Neville Koskin, Dean Young, Ben Hormby, like, it'd kill you to let down any. Like, there must have been so much just pride and passion at this club at the time. Mm. Um, Bo Scott was... You know, aside from he whacked blokes, but he wasn't like a highlights real back rower. But holy shit, he was tough. Mm. Like during that, uh, what would it have been that or around twenty ten, I suppose, era when the Blues were flushed with back rowers. Mm. You know, um, who was there? Glenn, Glenn Stewart. Luke Lewis would have been there. Luke Lewis would have oh, been there. Was he there yet? He's still on the wing, maybe. Anyway, Birdie, Chock, Watmo, yep. all these blokes and. Bo Scott kept a lot of them out for a long time. He mm. was so good. So, yeah, I'm Bo Scott and uh, Lukey Lewis. And then when they worked out, they couldn't stop GI. They also turned to Bo Scott. Yeah. Mm. I think as well, I think Jamie Sowell would, would be happy that Bo Scott was in his pocket. He's like, great great mm. point, yeah. So no Benny Crayler. Oh, I mean, they're, they're, they're four. I mean, we, we haven't even spoken about Wade Graham yet. Yeah, and by the way, yeah. my two are Luke Lewis and Wade Graham for sure. I really? think that, that left, yeah, I love Wade Graham, but that left side, he's that ball-playing edge that he was with Barber swooping around and Bird outside. It was just such a dangerous uh, side. And there is, I say Ben Craig because when we're doing video session of the Broncos, like he was, we just watched fucking clips of him steamrolling blokes, mm. like steamrolling blokes. Benny Craig's best was outstanding. Um, and I, I think a lot of people do forget the peak of Ben Cray. It Those was two years or so. Yeah, it was outrageous. So yeah. He was like absolutely decimating sides. Um, so um, to be honest, you, Luke Lewis is the only lock lock in out of the four in my. Well, opinion. there's three other options, and we've all picked one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, and they're all such different back yeah. rowers. You look at Luke Lewis, line runner, Wade Graham, playmaker, both got enforcer, Ben Cray. Big work, big work rate, you know, run, good, run a good line. Oh, so yeah. whichever five eight you pick, Maloney or Sowart, I'm putting Bo Scott next to yeah. either of them, though. Fair, fair. Okay. Uh, now, 13, Jeremy Smith, Paul Gallen. I think we all go Gal. It's Gal, yeah, but fuck Jeremy Smith. Is a good <laughs> oh, I'd pick him good. on my bench for sure. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, we all go on Gal. Yeah, G train. Yep. The G train. Now we're going to the bench. You got Nathan Fien or Jared Beal? I'd probably go with Fiend, personally. Um, obviously, did he play for New Zealand and for Queensland? I, th- I think he did. I think he was one of those rare cases. But <laughs> He did uh, definitely play for, yeah, because he became a citizen, I think, of New mm. Zealand when he moved to play with the Warriors. Yeah, yeah he did. He played yeah, played for both. Yeah, he's sort of one of the unsung heroes in this Dragon side. He, he used to come on and give them really good spark. Um, I, I would go with Nathan Fiend. Nathan Fiend. Nathan Fiend by a mile. Yeah, definitely Nathan Fiend for this one. I'm going the Fiend Dog. Love, love Billy. Great bloke. Great bloke. But I'd go the Fiend Dog. Now, Trent Merrin or Chris Hynington? <sighs> oh, should we just like th- these next three players just like mix it up? Because like... 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Oh, I mean, Trent Merrin is a wide running forward to a degree back then as well. Oh, this is so tough, this one. Holy shit. What are these boys going? I'd probably lean towards Trent Merrin at his best. Yeah, at his best, I'm Trent Merrin as well. It's a really difficult one, but that also speaks volumes of that, that dragon. Both the packs, both the packs, but particularly the dragon one because Trent Merrin at his best was oh. probably the best lock forward in the NRL. Like, his footwork at the line, he mm. had an unbelievable offload. And unfortunately, I think he, for whatever reason, he's the back end of his career, it petered off quite quickly. And I, I don't know if people sort of think of that, but he was so good at his best. And if we're talking longevity, Chris Hyington was so good for yeah. many years, but yeah, Trent Merrin for me. And two really key guys, I would imagine, in locker the room. locker room. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Mm. <clears throat> oh, this is fucking yeah, similar tough. Similar personalities and everything. Yeah. Uh, the Cracker blokes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Merrin at his best. Like, I, you know, Heinington definitely had a better career, for sure. But I think Merrin at his best. Like, he, Merrin played his best footy long enough to be counted as, like, you know, he could play really good footy for long periods of time. Yeah. I got Merrin, but nothing else to add. Just agreeing with, with what all you said. Trent Merrin also brought Sally Fitz to the club, which that has to be a notch <laughs> on his belt. Um, that was mad. Some tung Sam Tungatizi or Matt Pryor? I don't know if I can pick Matt Pryor twice in this side. <laughs> um, I'm going Matty Pryor. Yeah, I think I'd go Matt Pryor as well. Pryor. Right? Uh, yeah, I'd go Matt Pryor, but again. There was a period there Tungatizi was a fucking weapon in defence. He used to come on absolutely fold blokes. He came through, I think he came through the Melbourne Storm system, actually, uh, when I was coming through as well. So we were coming through around the same age. And he was scary in Q Cup. Like, if you're playing the Norse Devils, again, I hope I'm remembering correctly, fuck, he would just fall blokes for Regardless, fun. Regardless, he was a scary bloke. Oh, yeah. man. Um, Jared Safi or Bakuya? Just confirming, yeah, he, he, what he was at Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, I would lean towards Bakuya here. See, this is where we probably could have said, oh, I'll chuck Chris Heineton yep. on the bench yeah. out of the three. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd lean towards Bakuya, but it's a much for muchness, like, you know. Uh, well, I, th I think your bench is probably a pretty clear. Fiend, correct me if I'm wrong, Fiend, Merrin, Hyington, and Pryor. Yeah, I think that yeah. that's that's a bench. They're the standout four, I think, of those eight. Wow. That was a that was a mixed bag. Had mm. some had some, you know, mm. different answers, uh, different Don't positions. You answer, because you'll probably know. How old do you reckon Neville Costigan is? I know. I'm pretty sure I know how old he is. I think you do, yeah. How old do you reckon he is? Oh, I would have said, like, he retired a while ago, so I would have said, like, I don't know, 37? Yeah, he's... Oh, I, 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 I thought he'd be much older than yeah. what he is. He's only 37, yeah. yeah. It yeah. felt like when he was at the Dragons, he was already one of the most experienced guys around. Because, like, Neville Koskinen, when he came through, especially for Queensland, like, he was, he was a big deal. Yeah. Big deal. Faded a little bit towards the end of his career, but he was, like, the next... Carl Webb, you yeah. know, and the great Carl Webb. Hope he's doing okay, the big fella. Imagine 
Imagine lugging a ball up and having to choose between Neville, Costigan, Bo Scott or Jeremy Smith to get hit by. <laughs> if not all three. Mate, fuck that shit. Um, so there you have it, guys. Let us know in the comments section. Who do you think wins, Dragons or Sharks? 2010 Dragons, 2016 Sharkies. Uh, and then let us know your team as well. What did we get right? What did we get wrong? Guys, 50 for 50 sale, February 1st, 6 p.m. Brand new bloke shirts dropping. This Wednesday will be the first reveal of the brand new shirts, Wednesday, 6 p.m. But the sale is February 1st, which is next Wednesday, at 6 p.m. 50% off everything for 50 hours. Got anything to say, boys? Beers and break even? Beers and break evens. We're back uh, Wednesday and Thursday this week and uh, on the hunt for sponsorship. So we'll put it there, um, our email in the, uh, in the description. Yeah, reach out. Awesome. Can reach be, out, guys. Uh, thanks to your generosity, mate. SC Playbook in the studio this year. Mate, SC Playbook in the studio. Playbook studio. So we're going onto YouTube. We're uh, a bit of clipping it up. So a few head reveals for a few contributors. And yeah, we'll, we'll be on your, on your YouTube. Mate, how good. Moving up <laughs> in the world. This, this state-of-the-art studio. Uh, but as usual, I'll go and fuck myself. Thank you. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.